Today's episode of Inside Gamer Daily is sponsored by Postmates. You can use our code INSIDE for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Monday! Uh, you don't clap. Shut up, Amir. We're back from vacation, I'm everybody. Sorry. <laughs> He's sorry. We're already having tips. It's bad. We're ready to talk about something that we all did a lot of over the holidays, binge-watching shows on Netflix. Not what I was going to say. Okay, so this is technically video game related. We promise. Toss a coin to your gamer? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the adaptation of The Witcher. Since it released on December 20th, it's become one of the biggest shows on Netflix. It's setting records. It's sparking new interest in the books and games. Pushing Lilyhammer off its pedestal. Good. Good. <laughs> Even though the show released late in the year, it became the second most popular original Netflix show for all of 2019, trailing only the third season of Stranger Things. I basically forgot Netflix existed this year until this whole Witcher phenom blew up. Forgive me, Bojack. You just make me so sad. I want to watch you, but I already want to die. Stop doing this to me. The show has also boosted the popularity of the Witcher 3 game. It's seeing a renewed interest on Steam, thanks to the success of the show. Right, Brian? <laughs> yeah, over the last month, its popularity spiked. What are you guys laughing about while I'm reading this? Connor just continues the streak of the worst possible segues. Anyway, the popularity of the game has really spiked. It's been setting records for peak concurrent players. It's up there with the most popular games on Steam, which is good. It deserves to be their show notwithstanding. It's an amazing game, so uh, it's good that people are discovering or rediscovering how good Witcher 3 is. It's very good. Been mm -hmm. playing it a lot on my Switcher. Uh, anyway, it's safe, to say it's safe to say that the series that stars Henry Cavill as a slightly bug-eyed girl of Rivia is a home run. Seriously, please invest in better color contacts. Uh, he is cross-eyed and it freaks me out. When he sneers, it looks wild. But how closely does the show follow the books and the games? Because the story is a huge part of what made The Witcher successful. Yeah, we've seen other shows based on books like Game of Thrones, which had a final season I'm still pretending was a horrible fever dream, deviate quite a bit from the source material, which can run the risk of pissing off the most loyal fans. But as long as the show has plenty of bathtub Geralt, of which there are a couple instances, I'm good. And it does. Mm, and he's so f***ing horny. Dude, Geralt man. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, Bride, how faithful is this new Witcher show? Well, the answer is mostly, but we did some research, came up with a few major differences between the show versus the novels and the games. So, buckle up. Here Ooh. we go. I'm buckling. We buckled the opposite <laughs> way. It's very good. That's how cars work. Is it really? Anyway, fair warning. We're about to get into some spoilers for the show. So, if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want to get spoiled, get the hell out of here. Scram. Go watch it. Go Shoot. Away. So before we get into like the very big differences, we're gonna talk about some stuff that's a little bit similar. So there are still two swords in the show, which is the same as in the books and the games. Geralt's signature weapons are needed depending on which type of monster he's battling. So he's got a silver sword for dem monsters, a more durable steel sword for the humans. This is definitely a major mechanic when battling in the games as well. You need to be able to switch between the two depending on who or what you're fighting. The differences in the show, he's not carrying them on his back all the time like he is in the game. Kind of makes sense because, you know, it's a game mechanic versus like in the show, you don't need to be doing that. He's got him, don't mm -hmm. worry. He's got two swords so you can chill. You can relax, because those fight scenes, still so good. You only oh need one God. sword for that. You I mean, do. like the first one in the, in the pilot was the highlight of the whole episode. 
Sorry, I stabbed myself in my own fight scene. So now getting into the differences, Brian, what's different in the show about the characters? The big difference with the characters in the show is that we learn a lot more of their backstories compared to the books. That's definitely true for Yennefer, who the show reveals has sacrificed her ability to have children in order to become hot. So she's basically <laughs> worthless now. Oh man, I mean, if you're sexy, you don't need a uterus. Am I right, boys? <laughs> that was kind of weird, that was her whole thing. The books definitely established that sorceresses can't have kids, but they don't spell <laughs> out the reason why, like the show does. The book, The Tower of Swallows, also alludes to her childhood as a hunchback, but very briefly. She can oh. swallow all she wants with no uterus, all it's right, fine. Everybody, all right, That's not how it works, Brian, you have children. <laughs> Meanwhile, the show tells us a lot more about Geralt's childhood too. Finally, little baby Geralt, at one, <laughs> Witcher babies. At one point he gets a venomous bite and then he has a series of flashbacks showing him as an innocent boy who was later given over to the witchers. We also see his mother, a sorceress named Vicenna, who he confronts over his childhood. I said I wanted McDonald's. <laughs> it's cool if he wasn't an innocent kid and he's like taking bounties to beat up like bullies and stuff. Yeah, or he is right. a bully. Some of the relationships between the characters are changed in the show as well. In the Witcher games, there's a love triangle between Geralt, Yennefer, and a sorceress named Triss Marigold. She's in the show, but it kind of cuts the love triangle, casts a different looking actress than's portrayed in the games. It's a pattern we see a lot in the shows. Another difference, in episode three of the show, Triss gets Geralt to help her deal with a monster known as a Striga. Whereas in the books, it's a much less important character who makes the request of Geralt. Yeah, but overall, Triss is a much more of a minor character in the show, but then again, we're only on season one. That could change. Ooh. I hope it does. Geralt definitely needs more sexy sorceress time delivered straight to his doorstep. Speaking of which, guys, we have ads again. Thank God. We're f***ing poor. We're dying. We haven't fed Brian in two weeks. I'm so hungry. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I am. I well, know. Brian, you're just wasting away. Lucky for you, today's episode is sponsored by Postmates. Hey, fellow Witcher fans. When you need red wine at 4 p.m. because you're too goddamn busy watching The Witcher, binging it hard, uh, you need sushi at 9 p.m., you're still binging it. A breakfast burrito at 8 a.m. the next morning when you're still binging it. And then a sexy sorceress delivered right to your doorstep at 10 a.m., you can Postmates it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service, all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can and will deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. So if you poop your pants, you can uh, Postmate yourself some nice fresh undies. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even need to know where the store is. Thank God, Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. You can browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use our code INSIDE. That's code INSIDE for $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it, download Postmates, and save with our code INSIDE. Thanks, Postmates, for sponsoring today's episode. Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is brought to you by Denim. <laughs> so, Brian, we got any differences in major characters? Oh, yeah. So, as for major characters, Siri. Is it Siri? How do we pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, Cirilla. Yeah, so as for major characters, Siri is handled a bit differently in the show, too. Aw, sweet little Siri and her scream power and her hedgehog dad. Yeah. Man, I, I love The fast. Witcher. <laughs> 
Gotta go fast. <laughs> I love two things, chili dogs and the law of surprise. <laughs> Her powers are off the charts from the very beginning of the series, whereas in the books there's more of a buildup. And she spends much of the show in a long journey, escaping from Always Sintra dry. and eventually ending up with Geralt, an arc that is unique to the show. Yeah, the whole destruction of Sintra is also something that's mentioned briefly in the books, but in the show, it's a big ol' set piece. Okay, on to our next difference. There's no Gwent in the show! Oh, what the oh, hell? Oh, God. I can't oh, believe this. Connor's crying. Ah! Serious scream power. Ah! It's a minor difference, maybe for some of you, but not for those of us who have spent entire weekend shooting five hour energies and watching our self esteem drop with every card. True. Uh, you can only put so many trebuchets in. Regardless, <laughs> if you've played Witcher 3, you've probably spent some time with the card based mini game, which eventually spun off by CD Projekt Red and became its own standalone game and in another standalone game. Yes. There are finally. two Gwents. Sadly, we don't see any Gwent being played in the show. Not even a goddamn passing mention, but again, fingers crossed for season two. Anyway, that's enough minor differences. Let's talk about a big one, Brian. Big, huge ones. Yeah, so a huge, huge difference is the way the show treats the Battle of Sodden Hill. In the books, we do learn about the battle, but after it actually happened. Yeah, in the books, Geralt is looking for Yennefer when he finds the battlefield, but it's after the fighting took place. Yeah, in the show, though, we actually get to see the massive battle in the climax of season one, and it serves as a nice bookend for the season. Oops. Some of the major and not so major differences between Netflix Witcher and the novels and the games. Yep, what else can they make now? Is there a Witcher Monopoly? Go, instead of go to jail, it's like go to um, like old timey jail. <laughs> Old <laughs> Have your shit. uterus removed. Become a ah. magical eel. You turned my friend into a slug. They are eels. <laughs> you stupid <laughs> Were you raised on a pig farm? Have you, you never seen an eel before? Oh my god, you dumbass. Now obviously we're only one season into the show, but it'll be interesting to see how the show continues to deviate or not from the source material. Of course, Witcher is hardly the only fantasy series that has deviated from the original books, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, Game of Thrones ugh, famously deviated quite a bit from the books, and that was before the show even started picking up where the unfinished series left off. Yeah, there are whole characters and plot lines in the books that don't get mentioned in the show. And how some characters are portrayed can vary quite a bit, right Brian? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's been a huge controversy in terms of the shows versus the books, and that even happened before the last season, which uh, a lot of people were disappointed by. When it comes to The Witcher, though, most of the changes seem to have been well-received. If anything, the show has sparked a lot of interest in the games and the books that came before it, so that's always cool. Yeah, it was reported that the books are topping the sales charts on Amazon. Pretty good evidence. Yeah. People hate reading, so if they're <laughs> buying books, that's a really good sign. That's also good news for the author, and I'm going to butcher this, much like the butcher of Blavik and Gary. The Rivia Andre Sapkowski, who got into a big old fight with CD uh, Projekt Red over royalties for the games. What's with these uppity authors? Oh, I have to send you a soundbite where it says how to pronounce this name because the guy sounds like so constipated. It's really funny. And Jay, and Jay. Yeah, he sold the rights to the books to CD Projekt Red years ago, taking a flat fee instead of a percentage of the profit. Well, apparently Sapkowski wasn't too happy about it once the games, you know, started getting popular and making money. Right, Brian? Yeah, in 2018, he demanded $16 million more in royalties from CD Projekt Red, setting up kind of an awkward fight. And the developer did later agree to give him additional royalties, but it was nowhere close to $16 million, apparently. <laughs> Here is one <laughs> they wrote him a check for $10. Just a few days ago though, Sapkowski and CD Projekt Red announced that they'd signed a new agreement that could pave the way for more Witcher games in the future. And judging by how popular the Netflix show is, it's safe to say it will be getting a lot more Witcher in the future. Thank 
God, place Henry Cavill directly into my weird, shiny eyes, please. <laughs> Forever. Did you say Kenry Cavill? <laughs> did I? <laughs> Kenry Cavill, Carol, correctly, Kintu, Kai Kai's. Please, forever. All right. Cuckoo. <laughs>